We want to speak to you today and tell you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. Some people's actions are not because their spirit is wrong, but it's because the past has left a hole in their soul. May this wisdom help you get over your past and remind you that God wants to heal the hole in your soul. I have my sister Leandria here. She's going to help me share this wisdom and tell this story. Cause all I seem to do is hurt me, hurt me. Welcome to Ease Talk. Uh, we're happy to be here on tonight. Uh, you know, that song right there will take anybody in because it become very personal um, because we do a lot of things to hurt ourselves. We do a lot of things to pull ourselves down. We do a lot of things to keep us from our, our own destiny, our own promise. And so on tonight, we want to talk about the discontented heart. We want to talk about mm-hmm. the things that's in our hearts. We want to talk about all the things that we experience in our hearts, all the emotions, all um, the um, issues of our hearts on tonight. And I think it's a great time to talk about it. It's at the beginning of the year and we're we're working on ourselves because we saw some things that we needed to work on from last year. And so we all about just revealing to ourselves what we need to do for ourselves. And so on tonight, we're gonna talk about this discontented heart um and allow God. I hope I just God is I'm feeling his spirit so strong. <laughs> yeah. I, I look, hey, God, like I'm feeling I'm feeling something in the atmosphere. Yeah. I don't know. I've been trying to been I've been trying to shake it all day, but I just pray that God have his way. I pray that Amen. whoever it is that God deal with our hearts tonight, that we won't leave the same way that we came, that something to be said to encourage somebody, be something said to deliver somebody, be something said to set somebody free. I just feel that Amen. in the atmosphere tonight. Amen. For whatever reason, God, we trust you with our hearts tonight. We trust that you're going to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that working in us. And so we got to put some things into this thing for God to do his part. We got to do our part. And so tonight we're going to talk about this discontented heart. We're going to talk about the things that we have allowed to get in our heart, the things that we have allowed to just live there. Yeah. Not just get in there, but live there. And so I'm your sis, Mikey. (laughs) <laughs> this is says Demisha. <laughs> so happy for for everyone that's joined tonight. Thank you for joining. Like Mikey said, it's something about the song, but it's not the song, it's the word. So I, I just it's like for me when he said restore my soul. And then he was like, um, when he said heal the the I mean, I'm sorry, heal the broken hearted. And the hole that we have in our hearts. So, I mean, them words speak volumes to thinking about a discontented 
So I just wanted to say that, that that song aligns so much with our heart. Amen. Amen. It does. And so on tonight, we just like, again, we want to talk about the discontented heart. And we want to talk about um, one of the things that I thought about um, when we talk about the discontented heart, we talk we talk about the world in general. The world in itself is discontented. All you see in the world is chaos, confusion, arguments, bickering. It's, It's because something is wrong with our hearts. It's not just our minds. It's, we, it started in the mind, the thoughts, the emotions. It starts in our mind. But now these things are in our hearts. Um, mm-hmm. We have become very materialistic as a, as, as a culture, as a world. Mm-hmm. Everything is about um, what I have and what, you know, I, because I have more than you. If I, if I dress better than you, then, you know, I'm somebody and it's it's so far from the truth. And we, we we have to have the biggest house. We have to have, as my old pastor used to say, the funny numbers on the back of the car. Um, just all <laughs> those different things that we think is gonna bring us contentment. But right. when it all boils down, when people get at home at night, let me tell mm-hmm. you, people are not as happy as they say they are. Right, Their right. Hearts are not content at all. Matter right. of fact, their hearts is discontented. Like everything about them, they put on this facade. You know, I'm so beyond the facade right now. I, I, to mm-hmm. me, I didn't been through too much stuff in my life to put on pretend for people. Like if right. what you see is what you get. And so I, I, I want to search our hearts tonight. I want to know why our hearts are discontented. What happened? What what caused our heart to be the way it is? Why is that everything you got everything that you work for? You got the degree. You went to college. You said, I'm going to get me a, a, a associate's degree. And then I'm going to give me a bachelor's degree. And now I'm going to give me a master's degree. And now I'm on my doctorate degree. And I'm still not satisfied. What happened to you in your life that made you feel like you have to get all these things and yet you got them and you're still not content with them? You know, I got the house. I got the, the career job. What is it about your heart? What hole are you trying to feel? What you trying to feel? What is it about myself that I have to look that I covenant somebody else look or I covenant how somebody else body look. Why is it that I, my heart won't receive myself? Why mm-hmm. is it that I have to be like somebody else? Why I have to do everything like everybody else? And that's how you know the world is the world and the people's heart is so discontented because right. if God made us peculiar, we're not supposed to look like nobody else, not even each other. And real quick before I forget, that I already forget. Um, <laughs> well, one of the things I want to, to say is about the world when you were saying the world is discontented. And so the world is made up of all the people. I remember my daddy used to say the world didn't don't didn't change, the people changed. Yeah. So it, it takes a whole bunch, it takes a whole lot of discontented hearts, meaning people, to make up a discontented world. So the reason why our country is like it is because it started with the heart, the matters of the heart. And so everyone being discontented or looking and searching or reminiscing and going back. I think we've been we don't have to go backwards a few times, but it's people. It's it's not the world. It's people. Um. It is. And and, and when you think about all that, back in the day, they used to pronounce it wrong. The flush. <laughs> um, it, I, I, I said it made me think about how to, you know they mispronounce it. It's the flesh, it's mm-hmm. the fleshly desires that mm-hmm. that keeps our heart un, unsatisfied. And so when the your heart is fulfilled spiritually, then mm-hmm. there's no need for flesh. Uh, we have to we got to let go all those things that the heart desires of the flesh, mm-hmm. like. Um, a certain look, you know, we want to be pretty. We are pretty. I think a lot of, I think people are pretty by their personality, their character, their integrity, their dignity. I will, you know, I've been in situations where somebody says that person is not cute. Well, they cute to me. Cause I like how they carry themselves. And I like how they, they have confidence, even though they not what you picture to be cute, but mm-hmm. they have this oral about themselves and they can walk in a room and they can own it. I like those type of people. Amen. I don't, I, I'm not impressed by, um, and, and I don't mean to offend nobody. You do what, what makes you happy, but I'm not impressed with, you know, the, the hair all the way down to your butt. If that will make you feel good, 
fine, but I'm not impressed with it. And right. and I'm not a person that want to impress people that's not really impressed with my impression. So I'm not going to do that either. You know what I'm saying? So when we talk about the heart, we're talking about the things that we have allowed to get in there. And so I was, I had wrote down that our hearts have been become intoxicated with fleshy desires. That's good. So we have these images of what women are supposed to look like and images of how we supposed to be and images of how our shape supposed to be. And then after we get the shape we want, then we have images of how we supposed to flaunt it out. Now I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, I'm not a part of, um, and I don't say this in being, you know, I think that women, because we are women, we should have sex appeal. Right. I believe that I, I believe by nature, I have a sense of sex appeal, period. You know, I have this right. thing about myself. But the image is, is that we're supposed to even I've seen women, uh, first ladies get on on social media and, and, and show their bodies to the world. Why? <laughs> you know, well, really, why? Right. But behind it is because something happened and you're really not really doing it. You're trying to make yourself. It, it would be OK if, it, if you didn't have motives behind why you did right. it. Right. It's the motives. It, it's the motives that bother me. Right. So. But why would you want to do that? Why would that be important? Why would you want to do that for the world when you're a married woman with kids and you really flaunting your whole body, like everything about yourself openly like that? Like, uh, you know, I don't get that. I think you could do that in a way that would be first ladyish or godlish or womanish. All those types of things. Yeah, all of those type of things. But to get out there, it's something discontent in your heart. And so oh, that's remember. what we want to talk about. I remember what it was. What? <laughs> when you were talking about, you know, all the money in the world and people come home and then their hearts are still discontented. I wanted to bring up the fact of how many celebrities that have all the money in the world that still are unhappy. So it means that material things don't bring happiness. Not and happiness is a state of mind. It's not what you have. It's a state of mind. So you have to choose it. Yeah. So can you read the scripture? Okay. We only have two scriptures for today. So well, do you want me to read both of them at the same time? No, just read that one because I want to okay. talk about Timothy. Okay. And y'all, this is her favorite scripture. Not this is her favorite. This one I like too, though. <laughs> okay. So this is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. But godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing in this world and it is certain we carry nothing out and having food and raiment left us let us be therefore content most of the world is discontent and it it is and i make them like i can't even read y'all it is an all-time high even amongst christians we, we while we have become so desperate for material things and unrealistic appearances our hearts have become intoxicated with fleshly desires and even after accomplishing and getting what our hearts desire and our hearts discontent contented why is it that you are still discontented and why do our hearts desire meaningless things meaningless meaningless tim to say look but godlessness and contentment is a great gain. If you want to gain something in life, you can't you can't leave by God. God got to be the front. He got to be in the front. I think, I think front. that was my favorite part when I when, yeah. when I began reading it. It's like yeah. godliness and contentment is a great yeah. gain. So you're it's gain a great gain. We don't need nothing else after we got God. If right. you got God, you got contentment. If you got God, you got you, you you got a home. If you got God, you got riches. If you got God, you got a peace of mind. If you got God, you got strength. If you got God, you got joy. There's nothing else after him. Godliness, you, you can it's only get godliness through God. And you, you lack nothing. And I think the, it, it, the scripture is talking about you lack nothing in God. So whatever you need, whatever hole needs to be filled, God feels it. So when you he so when you're chasing God and you're truly after his heart, I believe you start understanding the matters of your heart 
you 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 stop being so concerned with the matters of your heart and you're more concerned with pleasing God and what you can do for God and not what he can do for you not can he get me this Mercedes or can he give me this five bedroom home or can he give me a man God what is it that you have for me to do how can what can I do for you because it's selfish when we always want to receive from God and we can never say today what 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 do you need from me God what, what would you have me to do today that can give you glory nothing <laughs> we 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 just we do nothing we do, we just want 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 and and mm -hmm. we get all these things and we're still not satisfied let me tell you something i don't care how what kind of man you get if your heart not right it's not gonna work you're gonna have a good husband a wonderful family and you're gonna be miserable and taking people through all kind of craziness because you your heart's not right your right. heart is discontent your heart needs healing. Your heart needs deliverance. Um, you can have the, the biggest home and you still don't haven't accomplished anything. You know, yeah. people think because we have all these things. Let me tell you something. It takes one circumstance to get all these things away from you. Yeah. And stop looking at these pictures that people putting on these doggone social network. It's not real. It's a sample. It's, it's not it's real. Five seconds that we have no idea of how what happened before or after those five seconds i like what what timothy said he said godliness what are you doing about your relationship your walk with christ your character your character is important who are you behind closed doors who are you how are you walking are you showing godliness or are you showing the world are you yeah. showing that god that you living for god or are you showing the world you got to make a choice you can't keep going back and forth. And that's that's one of the main reasons why our hearts are discontent. Because we trying to do both. You can't do both. You got to choose. Being lukewarm. Yeah, you can't be lukewarm. He spit you out of his mouth. That's what his word says. You got to make a choice what you're going to do. Are you going to really live for God? Or are you going to live for the world? We all tensed up and confused and frustrated. Why? Because you can't serve two gods. If yeah. you're going to serve the enemy or you're going to serve God, but you can't serve both. And they are enemies with each other. And so a lot of times what happens is that our flesh and our spirits is in war inside of us. Yeah. Your heart yeah. can't be content doing that because your spirit ain't right. Your spirit ain't right. Your heart can't be right if your spirit ain't right. Your mind right. can't be right if your heart ain't right. It's a lot of times we can think things, but it's not in our hearts. So um, why are we so discontent with and, and, and why do our heart desire meaningless things? Because we think these things can really replace what we're missing. We really do. We think a man can replace our loneliness. I've been in a relationship where I was dating somebody. I was still lonely. You know, <laughs> Look, it got to come from the inside. I think also, um, I think that people don't, it's about, it's a love thing too. I think people really don't understand how much God loves us. So when your heart, going back to the matters of your heart, if you truly actually just like it, sometimes I wake up and I say, God, I feel your love. You love me so much. And why do you love me so much? Like when you, when you feel that feeling of God, just holding you close you know, they say you can't, you can't, it's a God that you can't see. So how can you serve what you can't see? But you can definitely feel everything that he's doing in your life. You can feel his love. And when yeah. you feel his love, it's something about how your heart changes toward him. Yeah. The only, on the only way you can feel God's love is that you have to be connected to him. You have to be in, you have to be in his presence. You have to read his word. You have to have a relationship with him. Amen. You can have a relationship with nobody and you don't, and if you don't have a relationship with them, you're not going to feel their love. And so yeah. in order for you to feel love and for God to fill your heart with all his promises and all his blessings and all his affirmations of how he feel about you, you have to be in right relationship. We want to know why our hearts desire meaningless things because our hearts are filled with thoughts, emotions, desires, wills, uh, and um, beliefs and feelings. Mm -hmm. And so we have to we have to go back and look at within our hearts and we have to be able to find out what's in our heart. What do you really feel? <laughs> um, what desires you do have? Because every desire is not the uh, desires of God. Right. Some of them is that Rick James desire. 
the Zion fire, you know. You say Rick James. That Rick James fire, you know, desire. You know, you got to look inside your heart because you say, oh, I have desire. That don't mean you have godly desire. We know when yeah. it's godly, we know God placed it there. But some of us got some of that Rick, that, that, that Rick in us, you know. Yeah, long hair, Tina Marie. Huh. You know, and so we got to discern what's in our hearts, our emotions. I tell people all the time, I don't care nothing about my emotions and I don't care nothing about your emotions because emotions are unstable. Why? Right. Because they go up and down. Today, I felt fat in my turtleneck. Tomorrow, I might not. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Today, I, I feel real fat in my turtleneck. Tomorrow, I might not. You know, right, right. So, yeah, you know, I think yeah, that's how I felt today. So I'm not gonna make any decision based on my emotions. We I'm not. We can't. Emotions, our emotions vary with how we feel, and we shouldn't ever make a decision off of emotions because of how we feel. Today may have been a bad day, and so we're feeling down. And I keep putting emphasis on feeling because that's where the emotions come from from feeling. I, I, you know, uh, I, I want to use this in a, as an example because a lot of times people, when you're at church and you're crying, you know, say that the choir and sung a song and the pastor is about to preach and you're crying, sometimes it's emotion. Absolutely. You done got caught up in the emotion of the Absolutely. song and it made you feel a certain way. But when you have a relationship with God, you can, you can shout when it's just a prayer. You don't yeah. need any any song to hype you up. You yeah. don't need any any hooping and hollering to hype you up. It's the word that you connect to that, that gives you that feeds your spirit, and that's when you start. It's your spirit that starts receiving this, and your spirit flows out. So mm -hmm. I wanted to just bring that example yeah. up about just emotions, even in the church. Yeah, yeah, I like that you brought that up because that's 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 important because a lot of people think because they cry, some people just cry babies. I'm one of <laughs> cry babies. I am. I cry over movies, all that kind of stuff. I'm real sensitive to certain things like people's. And I, I love people, but you when you know the difference between your cry and your emotions and your in your cry in the spirit is because. Mm -hmm what happens in the spirit makes you change mm -hmm. your emotions don't make you change right. if you can listen to lord deliver me over and over and over and there ain't no change then most likely you in your emotions but when the holy ghost set up on top of you and the holy ghost tell you lord and, and you connect with the holy ghost and y'all become one and you ask the holy ghost to change you you tired of doing these things to yourself deliver me from me they're going to be a change mm. that after that and so that's how you distinguish what emotions are and what is spirit. Spirit change. Mm -hmm. Spirit mm -hmm. won't allow you to be the same. The Holy Ghost won't allow you to be the same. The Bible says it, it guides you into all truth. If it guides you in truth, it's going gonna, it's gonna to guide you in deliverance. It's going to guide you in healing. It's going to guide you in breakthrough. It's going to mm -hmm. guide you in peace. It's going to guide you in sovereignty. Why? Because it's the Holy Spirit. It's what it's supposed to do. That's why the Holy Spirit is here. He said, I'm not going to do you by yourself, but I'm going to send you a comforter. Why? Because I know you need to be comforted and talk some truth in your life. And so I'm not going to leave you by yourself. Um, number two, I put down someone else. Id uh, idealism become our reality. We start looking at other people and we really think these people got it going on. And their idea of what life's supposed to be become our reality. We mm -hmm. got to stop that. If your if they ideal is not based on God perspective truth, then you you let somebody lead you astray, and that's Are a you, And whatever their idea is, you shouldn't be trying to chase anybody's reality but yours. Exactly. You have to exactly. you have to learn how to define what success means to you, and it, it should mean it means something different to everyone. You know, just being able to say that my family is safe and healthy, that could be success for me. So you, you shouldn't be chasing anybody. Just in short, you shouldn't be chasing any but anybody else's idea or reality. You should have your own. Yeah, God gave you, I, I don't know who this is for, but God gave you creativity. He gave you creativity just like he gave the other one. And it's not going to be like theirs. So don't look at how God allowed them to work in their creativity 
but you see you see God how he can work in yours. Amen. He have no respect to a person. God don't he's he's not like us. He don't have no favorites. He he's no respect of a person. What he do for me, he can do for you. He's just gonna do it in a different way. Why? Right. Because he made you different. Right. Your gift is not going to be my gift and my gifts are not going to be your gift, but he want to do something in your life. And he don't want you walking around here with a discontent heart, a hardened heart and, and just keeping up all kind of ruckus because your heart, your heart, not right. right. A discontent heart often consists of two ingredients, impatience and self-centeredness. Mm -hmm. Self-centeredness that my friend preached on uh, not too long ago about pride. Bless my whole life. Yeah. Cause you know, we never arrive. None of us. So I had some pride in me. I saw it as soon as she started preaching. That's a good Working time. on it. Working on it. Why? Self-centered. Everything is surrendered by me. Everything that's about me. Why me, Lord? Why me? That used to be my cry. Why me? Why mm -hmm. it happened to me? Why my kids? Why this? Why that? Self-centered. It ain't everything about you. Because it's, it's when you really think about it, why not you? Why not you? Who are you that nothing can't happen to you? It and happened to Jesus himself. So who are you? Yeah, why not you? Like, um, and sometimes the why why in you is because he trusts you so much. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. thought about some all the crosses you bear is because he trusts you to That's carry those those burdens? Or I don't want to even say burdens, but to carry those crosses because he wanna use you as an example, like Job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And he know what's in you because he put it there. Exactly. <laughs> he put it there. Um, I like impatience. Um, that's very important. We're impatient. We don't want to wait on God. But the Bible says those who wait on the Lord, shall he shall renew their strength. Mm -hmm. They shall mount up as wing as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Why? Because he in, he in the process of your, in, he's, in, he's in your process of your waiting. You're not waiting for nothing. It's not in vain. We have to learn how to wait on God. We want everything right now. Well, baby, this ain't no microwave life. I was just going to say might, it's a microwave take your life It's not Burger King. You cannot have it your way. <laughs> Amen. You know? And so that's what we treat God like we treat everybody else. No, he ain't that type of guy. And whether you want to wait or not, it's your decision. But um, whether you choose you to wait, wait on him, you're going to wait on him anyway that's just how he operate if you want to uh wait in discontentment is what i meant to say that's up to you but the 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 end of it is that you're waiting so you might as well learn to have patience teach yourself stuff in your season of contentment teach yourself teach yourself how to wait get get in the word of god seek him in prayer and ask him god how, how i need to work this thing out in my life we want to talk about how do i change my discontented heart I must acknowledge, must acknowledge that my heart need work. Yeah. Everybody needs to say that. My heart need work. I'm going to say my heart needs work. My heart need work. My, my heart need work every day. My heart need work from day to day. Why? Because somebody didn't say something that made me mad. Somebody right. said something to make me feel some type of way. Somebody that hurt my feelings. Or my heart, I, I need to acknowledge that my heart need work every single day. Every day. You yeah. will never arrive to not working on your heart. It's so many things. The Bible talk about the issues of heart. Who can yeah. discern it? Who can discern our hearts? Nobody but God can, can discern our hearts. He's the only one that can search in it. And the things that you don't see he in can. your own heart, he can see. And a lot of times people experience what's in your heart. Oh, my God. People experience say, what's in your heart. I want to say what I love about that is that God can see in our hearts the things that we don't see. It's not necessarily always the bad things. Some sometimes God see the things that that in your heart that you don't realize that you have. I think about when we saw when the Bible says that David was a a man after God's own heart, and so we know all the foolishness David did. You know. Yeah. David was doing the food, but it was something in David's heart that he didn't know that was in there at times that yeah. kept connecting him to God. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. may didn't see it, but it was real because you don't hear anybody else throughout the Bible that says a man after, own, yeah. after God's own heart. But this is the thing. God put it there. Mm -hmm. We do nothing on our own, but it's God that gives the initiative. 
is yeah. God. If he placed that in heart. If he said David was out of my own heart, that's the way he made David. Period. Yeah. From the foundations on the earth, David was going to always be the man after God's own heart. He was um, a worshiper, I, too. He was a worshiper. How do I change my disconnect? Um, I said my disconnected, my discontented heart. I need to get serious about moving from some places. Mm -hmm. What do I need to move from? I was an angry person, right? So now I need to move from my anger to my peace. Amen. God is my peace. The, the peace that surpasses all understanding should guide my heart and my mind through Christ Jesus. Not only that, but I need to move from frustration to satisfaction. How can, mm. how can I move from frustration to satisfaction? I need to start looking at a different perspective because usually when we're discontented in our heart is because our, our perspective is wrong. Mm. I'm frustrated about stuff that I can't change. Why? Mm. Because that's my perspective. But when I change it and understand that God works in time, and everything that he does, he's going to make this thing work out for my good. I ain't got to be frustrated. Why? Because I already know he's working it out. I can Thank go to you. sleep at night because God is working this thing out. Thank he's you. not only working that thing out, but he's working on my heart in the process. He's keeping me humble. A lot of things that we experience to keep us hum uh, humble. Uh, uh, God asked, um, Paul asked God to remove the thorn out of his flesh. He told him, no, why? Because I want to keep you humble. Yeah, a reminder of me. My grace is sufficient for you. We need to use. We need to um, remove anxiety mm -hmm. to trust. I had a real bad case of anxiety. I, I started experiencing when my kids was really young. Mm -hmm. I started putting stuff in my heart. That's the discontented heart. And then mm -hmm. remember what I said earlier: what's in your heart, people experience. Amen. People experience what in your heart and you don't even see it and you think they just talking. No, they they experiencing what's in your heart. You know what? I, I like that. And when um when I was reading this, I said, man, this one is for me because I can get so anxious and then I just lose control. And because I started worrying about every little piece to the puzzle. I, I can't control the puzzle. I didn't make the puzzle. The puzzle wasn't made for me to put together. And <laughs> trust is where it comes. Like, yeah. I'm telling God literally that I don't trust that you'll work it out. Yeah. And thinking about anxiety in that way, it's like, God, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm sitting here running around like I don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah. And so we have to get to a place where we exercise trusting God. And I'm going to share this. I didn't, uh, I'm running out of time. I'm going to share this real, real quick. Um, I had something to come back on my mammogram. Mm -hmm. And um, um, I didn't want to be anxious about it. First of all, mm -hmm. I was just really clear there wasn't nothing there, right? So um, I, I had to wait. I was going to have to wait a whole nother month. And I and I shared it with my family that's close to me or whatever and whatever. Uh, but I it was pushed out because I had to see a specialist for uh, my mammogram that didn't come back um, no. normal. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I got to the point where I was like, okay, God, this one of these situations, I'm for to trust you. That's it. I'm not for the call. I'm not for to get a second opinion. I'm not for to try to get my schedule, get my mammogram schedule moved up. I'm not for to do that because why? I trust you in this moment. So I used that opportunity to trust God in that moment. Yeah, the report didn't look good. That you know, they was calling me. My doctor didn't call the uh, the radiologist. All these people calling me, but I used it as an opportunity. Why? Because I just believe God. I just believe God. I was going to have a good report. I didn't care what the yeah. enemy said. I didn't care what the picture showed. I knew that I was going to have a good report. Not only that, but I used it as an opportunity to exercise my faith. So the next Amen. time you go through something in your life, that's an opportunity for you to trust God, to exercise your faith, your faith in trusting God. We have to put it to practice. We got, we have things that come our way, not for it to tear us down, but for God to for us to learn how to respond to our circumstances in our life through faith, through trust, through hope, and just trusting that God is going to make a way and He's going to pull us through while mm -hmm. we're growing. It, it, we have to use those opportunities, otherwise we will never grow. A lot of us right. are spiritually retarded, as um my um. And Didi used to teach us, don't be spiritually retorted. Why? Because God has, God has given us stuff to educate ourselves. Amen. Faith is one of it. 
Trust is one of them. Hope is hoping in those things that are not seen. That's good. I'm I give a, that are not seen. I want to give a quick example of like the example you gave that kind of showed it. God, God is uh he's he's always doing things to, to test us and I trust. It was a lady that um, I met at Concord, and she talked that she had breast cancer. And so, you know, you have to go every year to get your results. And for some reason this year, I don't know if the, they said something was abnormal and they was waiting. But she went on a, she was expecting to get her results on a Friday. And she didn't get the results. So she, she had to wait the whole weekend. And so think about waiting a weekend when you thought you was going to, you know how you want to go into the weekend feeling good. And the whole time it was a test because the doctor had left her a voicemail that she didn't get on Friday. Wow. And everything was okay, but he wanted to see how she would go through that weekend. Yeah. Yeah. God will put us, God will allow us to go through some tests to find out if we're going to really trust him. The next one said, how do I change my discontented heart? It's not no more covenant. Stop covenant other people life. Stop covenant other people relationship. Stop covenant somebody's look like it, it, it gone, it's gone too far. Yeah. It's gone way too far. When we do That's stuff true. to ourselves, we telling God made a mistake. I, I don't care about you doing a little enhancement, but we changing the whole doggone thing. Girl, well, people, well, God might not even recognize y'all. Yeah, and he, he like might, this. He like <laughs> I didn't create this. You know what I'm saying? It, I don't care about a little enhancement, but what I'm saying is that when you go back and you recreate yourself, your whole body, like that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, you can enhance. I don't, I'm not, I'm not against that at all. Enhance, baby. Do what you do. But a lot of us is taking it way too far. So we're mm -hmm. gonna close out in this last scripture. It's this is my favorite scripture, and I'm gonna tell you why. Go ahead, Demisha. Philippians 4, chapter 4, verse 13. It tells us, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. Whether well fed or hungry, whether yeah. living in plenty or in want, yeah, I can do all of this through Him who gives me strength. I didn't got happy just by her reading it. I've learned. Um, I it's share a secret. I, it's a secret, and I'm gonna tell you what the secret is. I'm gonna break out. I'm gonna break it out real quick. We must learn in every situation. It's a teachable moment. Don't mm -hmm. ever forget that. Everything that you're going to go through in life, if it's, it's a teachable moment. We don't lose. We learn and we win. You need to get Amen. that in your spirit. We don't lose. We learn and we win. Why? Because every moment that I go through in my life is a teachable moment. That's why I can learn to be content. That's why I can be content with my situation. Why? Because I never forget what I pays. Everything that I, that I go through in life, the reason why I can give you testimonies and I can tell you how God brought me through and I can tell you that I trust him with all my heart and I can put everything on God because I trust him that much because I didn't been through some things that it was nobody but God. These are teachable moments. This is what Amen. God do in our life. He come to do the work in our life. That the battle is not ours. It belongs to the Lord. Not Amen. only the secret of being content. Let me tell you what the secret is. It's real good. Let me tell you, it's simple, but it's real good. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and says, trust in the Lord with all our heart. Lean not to your own understanding, and but all your ways acknowledge God and he'll direct your paths. I don't all care right. what you're going through. I don't care how big your situation is. When you don't lean to your own understandings and all your ways acknowledge him. Right now, today, I'm acknowledging God. I'm acknowledging him that he's a way out of no way. He's a bridge yeah. over troubled water. He is my healer. He's my, my Jehovah Raphael. He's my Jehovah Shalom. He's my peace. He's my Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider. He's Elohim, El Shaddai. He's everything that I need in my situation. My heart don't have to be discontent. Why? Because God lives in my heart. And because he lives in my heart, he's going to not only bring me through, he's going to let me see the victory right before my eyes. I don't Amen. have to. I know the secret. My secret is to trust in him with all my heart, not leaning to my own understanding. Amen. I don't care what I don't care what the report says. I don't care what the doctor says. I'm not leaning to their report. I'm leaning to my Jesus. Why? Because I know that he's the only one that's ever brought me out. I've been going to doctors for years. They ain't never been able to heal me. But my Jesus have. That's 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 the that's the secret. Jesus is the secret. Mm. Jesus is the secret. Y'all got me knocking stuff down. I didn't got excited. Jesus is the secret.
learn the secret, Jesus. There you go. Which is not is, Jesus. People are trying mm -hmm. to make you think that that name ain't powerful. The Bible says every knee shall gonna bow and every tongue gonna Jesus. Jesus. Every sickness under the earth, in the earth, above the earth, Jesus. Every situation you're gonna go, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Your bills, Jesus. That's the secret of being content. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. And then Philippians 4 and 6 says, be careful for nothing. This is another thing that's a part of the secret. Be careful right. for nothing, but in everything, 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 our prayer, supplication with Thanksgiving. While I'm praying about it, I'm thankful too. I'm giving Amen. my heart in the midst of my situations, in the midst of my heart being torn apart, in the midst of me being just, I'm going to still, God, I, I thank you for what you didn't allow to happen. Amen. Let your request be made known unto God and the peace of God. What? The peace of God. I say what? <laughs> the peace of God, which passes all understanding, should guide your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Those are one of my favorite scriptures. In times where I be fearful about something or a situation or a circumstances, I go to those scriptures. And not on that, but then he tell us to be in any, in any, in every situation. Use what you learn. So you got to go Amen. back to your previous life and you got to think about all the things that God did in your previous life, how you thought you weren't going to make it, how he brought you out anyway, how you thought mm -hmm. you weren't going to survive the divorce, you weren't going to survive uh, the uh, the breakup, you weren't going to survive losing your home, you weren't going to survive losing your home, you weren't going to survive uh, uh, losing uh, a, a job or whatever. Go back to those moments and take what you learned in those moments and use them for every situation. He is Amen. the same God today, tomorrow, forevermore. He's going to be the same God. And before we close, I wanted to share real quick my testimony. I love giving testimony because the Bible said that the people are saved um, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of a testimony. And so uh, I'm going to share this real, real quick. This word, um, the Philippians 4 and 13 was like my favorite because that was something that I learned along the way. So mm -hmm. my baby was just, after I had my baby boy, I, I, I caught lupus. And then I was going to the doctor. I had this big faith, right? I had this big faith. I was believing God. I was believing mm -hmm. God. And so we think believing God is always getting the answer we want when we want mm -hmm. it, right? But it's not always getting the answer we want when we want it. Sometimes believing God is in our waiting period. So I was frustrated. And I used to go home after I go to work because I worked at this job and I kind of did my FMLA. And so I would just go home and, and stay under my mom when I would come from the doctor. And this one particular day, I did not go to my mom's house because I was so frustrated with my life. Mm -hmm. My heart was so discontented. Look, I, I couldn't even, if I would have looked at my mom, I probably would have just broke down. Just, and so I yeah. used to go to my mom because my yeah. mom is my everything. Like my yeah. mom make everything feel better when yeah. everything's still not better, right? She she just something that God gives something us about a mama, right? Yeah, God give us moms for a reason. So I had lupus and I went to the doctor this one time and I was just so disappointed because every time I went, I was expecting to get the report that I wanted. And so I was driving down the street and me and God had this, this yelling match. Well, uh, God really didn't yell at me. I was doing all the yelling. Right. <laughs> and so this is like one of those moments where they tell you, you're not supposed to question God. Bump that. Be yeah. honest with God. Be truthful because God can handle anything that you give him. Right. He already knows. And so I couldn't understand why God was still allowing me to be sick as I was because then nobody understand lupus when I first had lupus. It's, and it's still strange to people today. And I was tired of being hurt and I was tired in pain and feeling sick and getting dizzy and all this other kind of stuff. Her falling out, mouth messed up, just all the things that come with lupus. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was telling that God and I was telling God, God, why you haven't healed me yet? I know I have the faith to believe. He told me, "You, I need you to learn how to be content. I was like, content? What you mean be content? He said, I want you to look up the word content. So I looked up the word content. The word content means willing, mm -hmm. satisfied, mm -hmm. and pleased. And so I was real blunt with God. I was like, I don't tell you that I'm going to be uh, pleased. How can I be pleased with being uh, uh, sick? You know? And he said, we, um, 
willing. No, no. How would I want to be willing? Right. Like I signed up for it. Yeah, your word says that, look, you was wounded for my transgression and you was bruised for my iniquity. The chastising of my peace was upon mm -hmm. you and by your stripes I'm here. I, 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 don't, I don't get that. And, you know, mesh together. And yeah. so um, we had satisfied. I wasn't going to be satisfied. I wasn't going to be willing. And then it was the word please. And so the word please kind of got my attention. So I looked up the word please and the word honor. Yeah. The word honor stood out. And so when I looked at the word honor, I mean, immediately I was humble. And that was years and years ago. I have not yet ever asked God ever again mm -hmm. about moving to situation and wanting to get something because I know in the process, God is working this thing out for my good. And yeah. he did work it out for my good. He did show me that he was a healer. He did yeah. show me that put it all in black and white for me. And even though I'm sick again, I'm still going to go back to what I learned. What did yeah. I learn in the process? I learned that my God is my healer. He can yeah. do all things except fail. And so yeah. in this place, I'm not discontented. I'm content. I'm content. I'm happy. I have and a lot of joy. I have a lot of peace. Why? Because God lives in my heart. My prayer for you guys today is to find mm -hmm. out what's in your heart. Find out the things that you need to be delivered from. Find out the things that hurt you. Mm -hmm. We've we, we seen this song by Leandra. I'm tired of hurting me. Deliver yeah. me from me. But find out what me is. Yeah. If that makes sense. Find out what me is in my own heart. What yeah. is keep me in bondage? What is the, what is the me and what is the God? What is in me? Yes. And so that's my that's our that's our lesson for today. Um, sister, you have anything else? I just want to say, um, for me personally, I'm going through like this little sabbatical hiatus or whatever. And I started today and it's just like, uh, I just want to, I want to remove myself for a week or two from, you know, every and anything outside of God, because I just want to learn how to be content. I want to learn what peace truly is. And so I want to live my life a different way. I want to live my life to where I'm completely walking in faith and I'm trusting God every step that I won't be anxious. And anxiety is, 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 a, is a huge thing for me because I want to control everything. And that's where the anxiety comes from. So this is just a search for me, for my own peace. And I, I'm just bringing this up because, you know, maybe that's what some of us need. It's just some time away from things, you know, and people say be selfish with your time. Well, it's not actually being selfish. It's just the, it's just time for you to take time for you because you have to figure some things out in your heart. So I wanted to share that just so if that's something you need to do, then bless yourself and do it. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. This is the time to take out for ourselves. This is the time that we can really get in a place and search our hearts. We ain't got nothing else to do. We ain't supposed to be out. We ain't supposed to, <laughs> you know, all this stuff. Find out the things. If you really want to be happy, you have to do the things. Um, not this temporary happiness that the world give you. I'm talking about the joy that only comes from God. The world can't give it and the world can't, can't take it take away. It. Your yeah. circumstances, when God gave you joy, your circumstances can't take it away. You can be crying and you still got joy. You can lose a loved one. You still got joy. Why? Because the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. I'm talking about mm -hmm. that kind of joy. Yeah. I'm talking about that kind of God. Supernatural so, um, joy. Take out this time to search your own heart. Find out why you can't be by yourself. Why you got to always be around somebody. Why you always got to have a whole bunch of friends. Find out yeah. why you always got to do That's something. You know, That's to yourself, why you just can't be complete, complete and happy and continue yeah. your moment right now with yourself. Why you always got to go buy you something. Why you always trying to splurge in front of people and make people. It's something wrong, baby. Your heart is not content. Find out yeah. those reasons. Why you why you got everything and you still ain't happy? You got the 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 white picket fence, you got the husband, you got the children, you even got the finances, and you still not find out what happened, what happened along the way that took your yeah, heart yeah. and make you feel discontented about everything. Because baby, people are people are living your misery. Mm. People are living your misery. You think oh, you good. okay. And people experiencing all the things. Because this thing, as, as a matter of fact, when stuff get in your heart, it starts manifesting on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't stay in situations too long without it manifesting on the outside. Come on now. That's good. Eventually, if you got enough sickness in your body and it don't have nowhere else to go, it's going to come on the outside. Yeah. 
You're going to start the outside. That's the same thing about all this stuff that we got going on in our life. Don't fulfill the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. God wants to clean us up. He wants our hearts to be pure. Yeah. He wants our hearts to be pure. I'm done tonight. Um, we thank you guys for joining. We thank you everybody that's um, joining us tonight. Thank you, Demoris. Thank you, um, uh, Elder Kevin uh, Davis. Thank you, Shanette. Hey, friends, Shanette. Uh, my my friend uh, Carla, my cousin Betty, um, my bestie Margo, um, Nene. Hey, Kiki. Um, <laughs> just all the people that keep joining in. Uh, Reverend Adams, I don't know if I said your name. Hey, Penny. I used to work with Penny. How you doing, sweetie? I'm glad you joined in on tonight. Um, we're done for tonight. I just want to leave you guys with a prayer. Um, Father, we thank you. We bless you on tonight. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that our, our, our ears have heard and our hearts have received. We pray, Lord God, that we will not leave the same way that we came. But we we ask, Lord God, that you will just come into our hearts, Lord God, and you begin to reveal the things that we need to work on within ourselves, Lord. We don't want to walk around with a discontented heart, Lord God, but we want to learn how to be content in situations. Why? Because we trust you in every situation, Lord God. We believe, Lord God, if you brought us to, you'll bring us through, Father. And so we give you glory in this moment, Lord God. We ask, Lord God, that you would deal with us individually, Lord God, that you will come in our midnight hours, Lord God, and send your ministering angels to minister to us, Lord God, and begin to show us a different way of life, to show us, Lord God, that you have a life that we have never seen before, that you have a life that's planned out for us, Lord God, that exceed our expectations, Lord God, but we just have to seek you in it, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for everything that you do, you do well. Every deliverance you do, you do it in completion, Lord God. Every healing you do, you do it in completion, Lord God. And so we thank you all tonight, Lord God, and we confess Lord God, that it's been our self-centeredness, Lord God. It's been our flesh, Lord God, that's been in a way that's yes, been keeping God. us, Lord God, yes. that's actually been keeping you from our hearts, Lord God. We repent on tonight, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that you will have your way inside of our hearts, Lord God, so you can discern our hearts, Lord God, so you can yes. be, begin to pluck up, Lord God, and pull out, Lord God, all the things that are not like you, Lord God. You, and so Jesus. we give you glory in this moment, Father. We honor you with the fruits of our lips and the prostrate of our hearts, Lord God, that we want to be like you. We want to be pleasing in your sight, Lord God. We want you to look down from the heavens and smile on us, Lord God, because we're living according to your will. We're living according to your purpose. We're living according to your way, Lord God. It's in the name of Jesus, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that our deeds, Lord God, match, Lord God, what you said about our lives, yes, Lord God. God. Yes, we God. pray, Lord God, that we're not just hearers of your word, Lord God, but we're doers, doers. of your holy yes, word. God. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Jesus. It's in Jesus' name that we call on. It's in Jesus' name yes, that we Lord. trust. Amen and praise God. We thank y'all tonight. Y'all have a blessed night. A blessed night. Yes. And a blessed weekend. A blessed weekend. Yes. So as we close, sis, be Look, wise and have understanding. Um, I forgot it. I forgot it. Well, walk in your wisdom. Yep. Create your own boldness and seek your own change. I was caught up. I was caught up. I was caught up. I, there you go. I feel fire you behind me. I feel a little fire behind me. I was about to catch out. But yes, walk in wisdom. Uh, seek your own boldness. Create, create, create your own boldness. Mm -hmm. and seek your own change there you go those are the words to live by we love you guys and good night good night love y'all